Welcome to Chemo Chair Prayers, and I'm your host, Nikki Hardy, and you're listening to Episode 9. Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. Having lost both my mum and sister to cancer, I was diagnosed, and despite being determined to survive, it wasn't all that long until surviving was all I was doing living a life I'd neither planned nor signed up for. Over time, I discovered that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full, and I learned how to thrive, not just survive, right in the midst of my cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you so you can journey on with strength, peace, trust, and yes, even joy, you're in the right place. So take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you in a short story and a prayer using our guided prayer practice with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple, practical invitation for the days ahead. People often say to me, I wish I had more faith, I really need it. Or they say things like, My faith's just not strong enough to get through this. And I get it. All pain and suffering has the ability to knock our faith. But there's something about cancer that can really cause us to question our faith, both how much we have and whether it's strong enough. We wonder, maybe God hasn't healed me because I don't have enough faith. Or is my faith enough for me to get into heaven if I die? Is my faith strong enough to cope with cancer this year? I know we talked about one side of this struggle in episode 7 when we asked the question, why does God allow suffering? And if you haven't taken a listen to that episode, I'd encourage you to do so right after you listen to this one. As it definitely plays into this problem we have with our faith as soon as cancer becomes part of our story. We want to have great faith. We long to have a faith that doesn't waver and doesn't wobble in the hardest parts of the storm. We want faith that can hold us firm, keep us safe, calm and full of hope and peace when our cancer journeys are at their hardest. We want our faith to be solid ground beneath our feet, but more often than not, it feels like shifting sand. One moment our faith feels pretty good, and then in the dead of night, or as we lie on the scanning machine as it whirs around us, it seems to give way beneath us. Or if it doesn't crumble completely, it lacks the robustness that we need. And we end up back at square one, struggling to believe we have enough faith and assuming that what little faith we do have simply isn't strong enough. I hear it again and again, and I've been there myself so many times. But friend, this is one of the biggest tragedies we face, because just at a time when we need great faith most, we start to doubt it. Ugh, it's so annoying. And like I said, I totally get it. We came to the US from the UK with three small children in tow, and we planted a church here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'll tell you, it was hard, really hard. We left our home and our family, we gave up everything and moved. There was no water parting before us, no great miracles from heaven, just good old-fashioned problems and challenges and pain and tears. It was hard and it hurt. And then just as we were rounding the corner, I got cancer, having already lost my mum and my sister. So I 
So you can imagine that I scream those things into the night as well. I was like, what the heck, God? Is this how you say thank you? Haven't I done enough? What is going on? The solid ground of my faith that had brought us to America began to shift and shake beneath me. Yet from out of the carnage that was that season, the Lord has taught me some powerful things about finding faith, great faith, about finding solid ground when everything else around us is shifting and shaking and quaking. I'm not saying my faith is 100% rock solid 100% of the time. Oh no, far from it. But what I am saying is that what the Lord has shown me helps me rebuild my faith and find solid ground every single time. And that's what I want for you right now and in this new year. Solid ground. Great faith. This year, no matter what 2021 holds for you in your cancer journey, with the pandemic or with any of the other multitude of things this year could land on you, I don't want any of us to even be asking those questions and doubting our faith in the year ahead. More than anything, I want you to have solid ground to stand on this year, whatever comes your way. I want you to have great faith, my friend. Faith that doesn't shift and shake under your feet, but instead is firm, solid and strong enough to see you through, no matter what. But how do we find it? Well, one of my favourite Bible stories is of the centurion in Matthew 8, whose servant has fallen sick, really sick. He's so upset by this that he goes out to ask Jesus for help. And when the centurion tells Jesus that his servant is lying at home, paralysed and in terrible suffering, Jesus says that he'll go to his house and heal him. And you'd think that the centurion would immediately start leading the way back to his house, asking Jesus to not waste a minute. But he doesn't. He simply stands there and replies that he doesn't deserve to have Jesus come to his house And all Jesus has to do is to say the word and the servant will be healed. And of course, no spoiler alert needed. That's exactly what happened. But the key isn't so much the healing, but what happened afterwards. Jesus turns to his disciples and says that he hasn't met anybody in all of Israel with such great faith. Jesus says the centurion has great faith, greater than anyone in all of Israel. Whoa! The disciples and anyone and everyone who overheard would have been astonished and probably rather angry at this statement. After all, the Israelites were God's chosen people. They were the true believers. What on earth could Jesus mean? Was he saying the faith of the centurion was greater than anyone in all of Israel? Surely that's ludicrous. On the outside, our centurion had few things we'd associate with great faith. So surely it has to make us wonder whether we've got wrong what we think great faith is. And as we start this new year and look to build great faith and solid ground for the year ahead, I want to challenge us all that the reason our faith doesn't seem as great as we'd like, the reason we walk around on sinking, shifting sand, is that just like most of Israel, We've assumed the wrong things about faith. No wonder our faith is always shifting and not as solid and as great as we'd like it to be. Let me explain. When we look at our friend the centurion, whether he knew it or not, he had great faith. And it was for two reasons. Firstly, he knew that great faith wasn't dependent on himself, but on Jesus. 
Now, if you're like me, when you question the strength of your faith, your focus is on yourself. And you ask, do I have enough faith? And it's totally normal. We tend to look inwards to discover if we have great faith. And our thoughts circle in and around what we need to do and believe to strengthen our faith. But over the years, I've discovered it's not about that. This centurion probably had absolutely no reason to believe he had done anything or could do anything to merit having faith in his own right. The chances are he'd likely done nothing to earn God's favour. He had no religious background, he was a Roman, he was a pagan, and he certainly wasn't an Israelite. Yet Jesus says he has great faith because he knew that solid ground didn't depend on himself, but on Jesus. Having great faith doesn't depend on us, who we are and what we can do. It depends 100% on Jesus, who he is and what he can do. Secondly, the centurion also knew that Jesus does what he says he'll do. In Matthew, we hear the centurion say to Jesus, Lord, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Think about this for a second. The reason Jesus says he has great faith is because he could see that the centurion believed that if Jesus said it, then it would happen. He didn't even need to be there. If Jesus said that his servant would be healed, even from miles away, he would be healed. That is great faith. Not outward religion, not impressing others with Bible knowledge, not beating ourselves up for not doing enough. Simply believing that faith isn't about us, it's about Jesus, and believing what Jesus says is true. That's what great faith is. Friends, this is great news for us. Our faith isn't dependent on us. Your faith doesn't depend on you. Having great faith for the year ahead has zip all to do with your strength, your willpower, how much you have or haven't been to church, read your Bible or prayed. It's all about Jesus and what he can do. Great faith isn't about you and what you can or should do. Great faith isn't about you and what you can or should do, but about Jesus and what he can and will do. So dear friend, let's stop beating ourselves up for not having enough faith and let's quit desperately trying to rustle up more faith in our own strength. Let's simply look to Jesus, who he is and what he's done and believe in his word. That, my friend, is great faith. That is how we find solid ground. And it reminds me of the story at the end of the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus tells You'll probably know it well. There's a man who builds a house on sand, and the storm came and the waters rose and the house got swept away. And there's also a man who built his house on a rock. The storm came, the waters rose, and the house, it didn't get swept away. He was on solid ground. And when Jesus tells this story, he's telling us that the only difference between whether we're building our house, living our cancer journey, On the sand or on the rock is simply how we respond to the word of Jesus. He's saying great faith is simply believing the word of Jesus and living like it. This will enable us to find solid ground this year ahead. And my goodness, this is so important. After all, the storms are here. 
we're dealing with cancer, there's a global pandemic on top of the normal stuff life throws at us, and unfortunately, there will be more ahead. We know it's going to be rough, no matter what. So what if we could be like the centurion and stop thinking having great faith is dependent on us, and instead focus on believing the word of Jesus, simply that Jesus will do and has done what he says? It's actually much simpler than we think, and I for one am so grateful, because it takes all the pressure off me. But I can hear you say, that's great Nikki in theory, but what does that look like in real life? How do I actually make that happen? How do I do it? I get it in theory, but surely it's not that easy as you make it sound. And I hear you. So I want to share what I do when I feel the ground beneath me shake and start to give way. And it's so simple you might laugh and be tempted to dismiss it, but its power comes in its simplicity and the fact that it helps me do exactly what we've just talked about. It helps me stop beating myself up for not having enough faith. It takes my eyes off me and what I lack and focuses them squarely on Jesus. And it helps me to believe and to put into practice the word of God. When I feel my faith crumble, which is normally accompanied by rising fear or worry, I simply recite my little scripture mantra. You are my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my strength. These 11 words are the truth and strength I took from Psalm 62 when I was up to my eyeballs in cancer and simply reciting them now rebuilds my faith. As I pray them over and over, I feel great faith rising as I shift my focus from what I lack to who Jesus is. And as I whisper or shout these words, I actually imagine them and visualize them in my mind's eye. I imagine him as my rock, my firm foundation. I imagine him being my salvation, not just saving me from something, but to something. And that he is my fortress, and I imagine a good medieval English fortress that I can run into and be safe in, where everything is provided in the hardest times. And then I think of him as my strength when I am at my weakest. And as I say them over and over, I proclaim the power of his word to make it real. So as we stare down 2021 in either excitement or dread, can I invite you to intentionally lay a solid foundation each day by praying scripture? Maybe like me, you have a favorite verse or a passage you can go back to and pray over and over again. But if not, no worries. To get you started, I made a list of scriptures to build great faith for the year ahead and that I'd love to send them to you. And you can find them in the show notes at NikkiHardy.com episode nine. And I'll send them to you straight in your inbox. But before you do that and hop over to, like I said, NikkiHardy.com slash episode nine to get your list of scriptures to build great faith for the year ahead, let's pray. Let's pray through our trust prayer practice together. And as we do, we'll take our eyes off ourselves, placing them on Jesus and be reminded of the power of his word so that we might find great faith and solid ground for whatever today and the year ahead holds. Like I said, let's take a moment to pray using our simple guided prayer practice using the acronym TRUST. If you're not already, can I invite you to take a seat, close your eyes and join me as we thank him for who he is and what he's done. Rest in his love, 
unburden our hearts, surrender our hopes, fears and needs, and lastly, take him at his word. So let's start by thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Lord God, we thank you that having great faith doesn't depend on us, but on you. Lord, thank you that through the death of your son, Jesus, on the cross, we have everything we need to believe in you, to trust in you, to live out your word, and to walk in great faith. Lord, and we thank you for this story of the centurion who really got it, who understood that it wasn't about him, but it was about you, that you are a God of your word, that when you say something, it will happen. Now let's take a moment to rest in his love. Lord, you are our rock and our salvation, our fortress and our strength. Lord, we rest in those truths. We rest in the love that is shown through you being our solid ground. We rest in the truth that is you being our solid ground, our salvation, our fortress and our strength. So as we rest in his love, can I invite you to just take a moment to imagine yourself maybe running into the fortress, finding solid ground beneath your feet, finding his strength in your weakness and resting in that place, letting it wash over you and in you and through you because he loves you. Now let's take a moment to unburden our hearts. Oh Lord, we feel like we just don't have the faith and the strength to go through another year like 2020. And as we start 2021, Lord, we feel ill-equipped in our faith, in our fears, in our journeys, in it all, Lord God. Lord, we feel like our faith isn't enough. Faith for you to provide, faith for you to heal, Faith for you to move mountains, to look after our children, to live in the unknown of cancer. Lord, we feel so inadequate and we give it all to you. Can I invite you to take a moment to just lay it all out at Jesus' feet. Unburden your hearts, cast your burdens on him because he cares for you, knowing that there's nothing you can do to make him love you more or less not even the ugliest of ugliest of things that you unburden onto him. Now let's take a moment to surrender our hopes, fears and needs. Oh Lord God, we need great faith in you. Lord, it depends on you, not on us. So Lord, we pray for more of it. I pray, Lord, for an outpouring of your faith to everyone listening, to the people who feel like they are at the bottom, that they are at the end of the rope, that their faith is hanging on by a thread. Lord, I thank you that that thread is strong in you. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen their faith. Lord, for those who need faith in their finances, Lord, I pray for their faith to rise, knowing you are God the provider. Lord, we surrender. We lay it all down at your feet. Can I invite you to take a moment 
to lay down all your hopes and fears and needs. And lastly, let's take him at his word. Lord, when our mind and our fears and our baggage from growing up in the church or whatever it is, when that tells us that great faith is about us and how strong we are, Lord, we take you at your word that says it's not about us. It's about you and what you can do and what you have done and about who you are. And Lord, we choose to stand on that solid ground today. Lord, we take you at your word, knowing you are the very word of God. As always, I like to end with a little spiritual exercise or practice that you can do now or take into the week ahead, or both if you like. Can I invite you to close your eyes right where you are, feeling the weight of yourself in your chair, noticing your surroundings, how the cushion feels underneath you, how your feet are placed on the ground. Take in everything about your surroundings. And then say these words of Psalm 62 along with me, fixing your eyes on Jesus as you do and being open to how God might be inviting you to put these words into action this week. You are my rock and salvation, my fortress and my strength. Take a deep breath. You are my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my strength. You are my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my strength. And as we say that again, this time I invite you to visualize what it means for God to be your rock and salvation, your fortress and strength, and then ask him, what does that look like for you to put it into practice this week, to walk that out in your journey? You are my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my strength. One last time. You are my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my strength. Now remember, of course, this is my little scripture mantra and you are more than welcome to make it your own. But do hop over to nikkihardy.com slash episode nine to download a list of scriptures to build great faith in the year ahead. And in there, you'll probably find a scripture that you can make your own that speaks to you personally and that God wants to speak through. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And I always say that thriving is a team sport. So I'd love to know how you're doing and how this simple spiritual exercise and our trust prayer were for you. You can always find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website, chemochairprayers.com. And that's also where you can download a copy of your own Trust Guided Prayer Format bookmark. If you've enjoyed Chemo Chair Prayers, please recommend it to a friend, your cancer support group, or maybe forward it to your pastoral care team who might be looking for resources for those with cancer. And then why not hit subscribe and leave a five-star review? Not only will that ensure that you get the next episode when it airs, but your review will mean that others journeying through cancer will be able to find chemo chair prayers more easily. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, 
according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>